Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. We're broadcasting today until 6 o'clock at the West Lynn Killer Burger location. Stop by. Enjoy the burgers. They've got a special going on as part of the show. 15 bucks gets you a burger and a beer. Stop by and enjoy that. We've got a bunch of giveaways, obviously uh, some swag if you want to come in and get it. We also are giving away a pair of Trailblazers tickets. We're giving away a pair of WWE Raw tickets. You can enter to win those. Uh, All you have to do is fill out a raffle ticket, stick it in the box. We're going to draw somebody in hour number three to uh, win those tickets. Um, The Blazers game, the Blazers tickets, I'm uh, currently looking and uh, seeing this. Steven, um, you've been hanging out here. Are are people entering to win? Like, you know, if you have a few, if you're nearby, are you encouraging people to come by and and win these tickets? And by the way, you know what? I'm giving away a four-pack of tickets to tonight's Winterhawks game. Mm. All all somebody has to do is come through the door, fist bump me, and say, I want to go to the game. I kind of wanted to do it myself, John. Yeah, like right, we get to go to the game. Yeah, right after the show, just go head it over there. But I don't think I'm eligible. I mean, yeah, no people are people are entering, but uh, you know, there's always definitely room for more for those Blazer tickets. I tell you what, John, the Blazers this year, they aren't great. They are winning, but they're yeah. exciting to watch. They're they're doing it in a different way where they're playing defense. So for me, like that's that's what it's about. I, I love defense, and I, it's a different type of style. So it's you know, get in on the ground floor. All right, right while they're down. The Blazers tickets that I'm going to give away are the Trailblazers playing on March 20th against the Clippers. Mm. I've got a pair of tickets to for somebody to go see the Clippers-Blazers game on March 20th. We'll draw. They are, these are center court tickets. We'll draw a winner at the end of the show today. So if you're nearby, stop in, enter to win. Did you have a take on you know, all these... Duck fan, Beaver fans who are arguing over whether the game should be played. I, I See, I get it. I get the pettiness that Oregon State has towards Oregon, but I also feel like I'm with Anna where if you miss it one year, you're risking it of missing it year after year after year. For, so for me, I want to continue the game. I want to keep it going, and I think they should play this year or next year if they can. Uh, you know, I was talking to my buddy. He's a Beaver fan. He's like, why wouldn't we want to play the, the Ducks? You know, it, it seems like a great opportunity, but I'm just afraid. I'm afraid that if, you know, with the ever-changing thing in college football, how – if they don't play next season, are they going to play again? And yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to miss it. I love the Civil War. I'm with Judah. Like that's the most fun time, most fun game of the season. So I don't want to miss that. I don't care when it's played. Just get it done. Don't miss that game because I don't want to miss it out the next couple of years. Well, speaking of uh, Oregon games, we've got Spencer McLaughlin, who uh, hosts a podcast, Locked On Ducks, Locked On the Pac-12. He's also a contributor at 750thegame.com. He has been all over the Ducks all season long. Spencer, before we get into the game itself. Um, I reported this morning that there's some discussion about Oregon, you know, potentially either buying out of the Boise State game in 2024 and 2025 and then swapping it for Oregon State or pushing Boise State later in the schedule. Um, do you have a take on that? Should Oregon, should Oregon State, should this series, should the rivalry play, play on, or should this be the end of the Civil War as we know it? Well, a lot, a lot of things should play out in a, in a certain way. Oregon State and Washington State should be in a power conference. The PAC should have been able to stay together. A lot, a lot of shoulds out there in the college football world right now, but one of them is certainly, and we don't know yet, as you said, the game formerly known as the Civil War, I guess, 
should indeed continue. Like I, I, I grew up with that game. I know a lot of people that did, and you know, college football is different than the NFL. And I strongly lament the change to make it more like the NFL. And and anytime someone says, "Well, that's how they do it in the NFL," I I rip out what little hair I actually put on my buzz cut head because I just I want these things to be different. I don't want everything to be the same. I don't want college basketball to be the same as the NBA. I don't want, you know, college golf to be the same as professional golf. Like, keep, everything can be its own product because that's what makes it unique and different. And, you know, for college football, that's always been regionality. You know, the, in a given town, the only thing that matters sometimes in a season can be that rivalry game. And you can have a bad year, but, hey, it's okay because we beat this particular team. I never want to lose that. It's unique to college football because the teams just about always, unless they meet in the postseason like Oregon and Washington might, they only play once a year. Whereas in the NFL, you play two times a year. Like rivalries in college football have, have names, history, and tradition. Anytime I hear someone talk about, you know, like, oh, my gosh, the Ravens and the Steelers are a big rivalry in the NFL, I'm like, it's not getting me to a TV unless, you know, there's actually something I care about. And, I can't watch Kenny Pickett try to play offense, so it's not moving the needle for me. Whereas when Alabama plays Auburn, I'm going to tune in every single time. Spencer, uh, this weekend, tomorrow, Oregon at Arizona State. Uh, Kenny Dillingham, the coach at Arizona State, he's been he's been doing some creative things. Uh, can he do anything to keep this game close? Yeah, I think he's going to throw the kitchen sink at Oregon. I think that with Trenton Borgay, the former walk-on quarterback, back there behind center, um, they're limited for sure. But, you know, they've been running a swinging gate and halfback passes. I, I think you're going to see one of two trick plays, John, either the, the fly sweep throwback to the other side and, or, or a double pass. You might see both. You know, you flare a halfback out of the backfield, swing it to him at the lateral, and he takes a shot down the field. I, I'd watch for one of those plays this weekend. I, I think – you know, it's going to be a challenge for Arizona State to hang around because Oregon is really good, and ASU just doesn't have the talent. I think ASU's got the right coach. I mean, Kenny Dillingham, he, he, it's hard to not root for him. You know, he cares about Arizona State a lot, and he loves it there and wants to make it into what I think, you know, people like you and me for decades have looked at and said, yeah, it can be more than it is. It just hasn't been, and I think he's a guy that's capable of taking them there, but uh, I, I think in this one, he's got to find some real, real clever ways offensively to, to move the ball on the Ducks, whose defense is really good. Um, but this is an Arizona State team that has a great defense. They've had a couple bad games, but they've had some really outstanding efforts, and they play really hard. Um, I, I think if ASU is going to keep it close, they got to be able to keep Bo Nix standing on the sidelines, and they have to be able to limit the explosive plays because if, if you let Oregon really get rolling offensively, then they're going to be a handful. Give me an idea of best-case scenario for, for Oregon's playoff case. Is, is Oregon State beating Washington bad for Oregon? Meaning, does Oregon want an undefeated Washington team sitting there in the conference championship game to really validate it? Should there be a question about, you know, is, is Oregon worthy of being a top-four team, or does that matter? Yeah, I think Oregon fans collective rooting interests this weekend are incredibly scattered. I think Duck fans need to be in Texas's corner 
all the way and a former Pac-12 coach and Steve Sarkeesian because currently the, the buffer between Alabama and Oregon is Texas because Texas has the head-to-head. But the committee's made it clear that Oregon is a stronger team, better resume, whatever criteria they're using. feels like they're guessing sometimes because they still don't have Washington in the top four, which is insane, absolutely insane. But Bama scares me a lot because if they don't lose before the SEC championship game against Georgia, there's a world in which you have a 12-1 Bama and a 12-1 Georgia. The SEC champions got to get in, but is a 12-1 Georgia team really going to be left out? They should be, just to be clear. I just don't know that they will. As for the Oregon State-Washington game, it's close as to where Oregon fans should be rooting, but I think the answer is 51-49 Washington <laughs> because I, I think the, the reason I say that is Look at how the committee has devalued Washington compared to Florida State and and Michigan to this point. They have been behind them every single week, no matter what, right? Florida State has a game that doesn't, quote-unquote, pass the eye test, and they get a pass for it. Washington does it, and they get punished for it, it appears. So if you're looking at that scenario and go, okay, what if Washington loses at Oregon State? They would then have one loss, and this is going to this this might be too dramatic. Maybe I'm just you know being a little bit worried here, but I can't shake the feeling as a lifelong West Coast college football fan that this could happen. Do you think it's ridiculous, John, that if Washington loses, you could see a swap where Washington and Oregon become the seven and eight teams, and Texas and Alabama become the five and six? Hmm. I think I think the committee wants to set Oregon up and Washington up to validate each other. And so I think you're right that there's some fear there that if things go sideways this weekend, it could uh, it could put a monkey wrench in those things. Spencer, I appreciate you, man. You're doing great work. You can read Spencer at 750thegame.com. Spencer McLaughlin, thank you. Yeah, thank you, John. Good to be on with you as always. Go Ducks. Good stuff from Spencer. Mike Barrett. Former Blazer broadcaster, now with the Portland Diamond Project. He's in person here at Killer Burger in Westland. Stop by. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. Enter to win Blazers Clippers tickets. I got a pair of center court tickets for the Blazers and the Clippers. We've got WWE Raw tickets. Enter to win. Stop by Killer Burger in Westland tonight before 6 o'clock. We're talking uh, a lot about the Ducks, the Beavers, the Civil War. I've got Mike Barrett. Right here on site, Killer Burger Westland. We can keep talking about that same stuff. Adjusting his headset. I like that. I, didn't I don't, I don't wear these much anymore. Yeah, this you is like unusual. it? You like it? <laughs> Go right back in. My head it? used to be shaped because yeah. of a headset. And not i got to so tell anymore. you, you got out at a good time. You sold that stock high. I didn't sell yeah. anything. I got chased out. <laughs> you got, you got, <laughs> but you haven't missed anything. You really? Haven't, you haven't missed a damn thing. I'm just gonna here to tell you that. But since it is funny, out. and it's not like yeah. I don't pay attention anymore because there's any bad yeah. blood. I just don't. I, I have so much other stuff going on. I don't yeah. have much time. And so somebody was kind of telling me a minute ago here about the guys injured and these names. Yeah. I've never heard of these guys. Yeah. I just don't. You're not it's in not it. In it anymore. You're not in it. And yeah. when you're in it, you know everybody. I mean, there was a time I could have yeah. told you where every player went to college in the league. Yeah. And now I will be on. 
Twitter or something, and I'll see, and I'll think, I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah. And so it's a little bit weird. Something that right. you were so immersed in for so long. So I want to do something different here because I'm going to pepper you a little bit, and I and then I want you to ask me some things yes. too about because you know you're involved obviously with the Portland Diamond Project. I have strong feelings about this. Okay. Can I share them? Yes. And then you can just shoot a hole in my thing. Like I, I want Major League Baseball in Portland. Okay. I think it needs to happen. I don't think the Lloyd Center is the best place for it. I, I think the city probably wants the Lloyd Center to be the spot, but it's not the right place for it. There's not enough room there. There's too much congestion there. I know that I have a hard enough time going to a Blazer game. If I want to go to a Blazer game, it's a pain in the butt. You can't even get that. We need a more suburban stadium, and I'm looking at that second property that you guys had mentioned as yeah. your second property, the Red Tail, yes, yes. the Red Tail Golf property. The city owns it. Mm-hmm. Why not? Have somebody at City Hall bang the drum for that property. Sell that thing to you guys today, like tomorrow. Can we do this tomorrow? There, like, there tell me are, I'm crazy. No, there are discussions underway about that very thing, and I agree with you. And I think that sometimes if you look at a site that's an urban site like Lloyd Center, and you say, okay, in a perfect world, if the timing was there and we had time, yeah. my my worry about that is we the, our window is open now, especially with the A's news coming mm-hmm. the last couple of days. It was a it was a unified vote, thirty nothing. So we've got to hit a window now. This now the timing is more crucial than it's ever been. And we know with owners meetings and winter meetings coming up, expansion is going to be the talk because we've told said all along the two things that had to happen was the A's and the Rays had to get settled. Okay, that's happened now. And then there we have had some more competition. So when you talk about a site, Salt Lake City came out and said, we've got a 100-acre site in suburban Salt Lake City, and it's got to be something that moves the needle. Big-time development, a la Atlanta Braves and the battery. Mm -hmm. Red Tails 164. So that that moves the needle. So, yes, I agree with you. Yeah, and and you need – and look, everybody said – Harry Glickman said this to me before he passed away. May he rest in peace. Harry Glickman called me. We had coffee. He said – he brought the Blazers. He knows how you get a team somewhere. He said, John, we need we need a media person to bang the drum, and you need somebody at City Hall. And he's, okay, so here I'm banging the drum. There's other people banging the drum for this. But you need somebody at City Hall to champion this effort. And I think, you know, for for people who are thinking you want baseball in Portland, you're right. We could sit around waiting for 20 years for the Lloyd Center thing to be right the right time. But if you want baseball, you guys have, what, you got to get this done. Got to go. You have to go now. Got to go now. And so the Red Tail property is there and waiting and sitting. And And I'll tell you, Mayor yeah. Wheeler has been supportive. Okay. And we were just in a meeting with him just recently. I would love for Mayor Wheeler to have a statue outside the stadium saying he championed this thing. I yeah. will chisel it. Yeah. And, and here you go. So Out of hardwood. All right. When, we, when, when I say the window for timing, mm. what are we talking about? Well, we'll see once winter, winter meetings come, once the owner meetings come. We would like to have something by the first of the year under contract to okay. be able to say, because that honestly, that's the linchpin. If you can say you've got your land under contract, and especially if it's a piece of land like that, yeah. that's what investors, developers, they run. I mean, we've we've got our investors, but okay. I mean, the ancillary development. Have you been to the Battery in Atlanta? Yeah, I 65 it. it's, it's amazing. It's, it's and that's yeah. what everybody wants. That's yeah. what the Rangers have now. Yeah, it's that. It's only eight miles from the core of Portland, it's so not, it's not like we it's ran out. It's a short out. Uber, and we didn't run yeah. there first. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Baltimore. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but 
If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.